Hey everybody, welcome and thank you for tuning in to Blurred's Eye View. Ohio's Nerd 3 is something you'd actually like. And if you're watching us right now, don't forget to subscribe to us on Twitch and YouTube. Hit that notification bell on the YouTube channel to get the latest geek news. And you can also listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts, including iHeartRadio. Tonight's host is Olalu Ogoyame. He is a U.S. Marine, a mentor, and a best-selling author of children's books and we'll also be discussing the latest deadpool news the loss of a certain general discussing the bad guy rest in peace and much much more but first before we get into all that we go uh, in the sky it's a bird it's a plane Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin, activate the name of Super Black. In the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin, activate the name of Super Black. Uh, imagine that, a future that's super black. Long as your skin brown, your superpowers intact. What would your powers be? Just hope it ain't super whack. Spatial manipulation, create a portal that's black. Maybe just super speed, time travel to run it back. Or cheat manipulation to keep my spirit intact. As I encounter evils the world face, demons the world makes. I needed the world to stay. Rest in peace to Chad, which they killed all the black panthers. Told us white lies, I still marvel at black answers. Suits in DC, pray it lead to a civil war. It ain't no justice league. What's the need to be civil for? Propelled like the juggernaut, it's playing no stopping. This. The world in grave danger, who can stop the apocalypse? They killed all the heroes, the new ones don't really care. But if you need me, put your fist up in the air. Yeah, in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin, activate the name of Super Black. In the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin, activate the name of Super Black. Hey, everybody, I'm your host, Chris Fury. With me is my man, DC, and our special guest, Olalo Ogoyami. How's it going, fellas? What's up, fellas? How you doing? First of all, let me give a shout out to that bass player, though, man. That, hey, whoever whoever that bass player is right at the end, for sure. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, he's so, hit that lick right at the end of the intro. <laughs> So that is the our intro is done by G Black. Shout out to G Black for giving us this dope intro. Uh he is a he's basically family at this point. Uh so he's been on the show a couple of times. He's been on what the shit a few times. So we shout him out as much as we possibly can uh yeah. for giving us a, such a dope intro. But man, how's it going? Hey man, I can't complain, man. It's hey, we're right now we're getting some beautiful weather here after it snowed on like what Sunday. Now we're talking the mid 60s, 70s. Hey, we're loving it, man. We can't complain. Can't complain. Listen, so what? Now you're on the West Coast, right? No, I'm on the East Coast. So I, I moved. No, you're I the East Coast. Cal- yeah, yeah. I'm in Virginia right now. Uh, and but yeah, we moved from the West Coast uh, last summer, uh, and you know we were used to that. You know, San Diego, 75, 80s. <laughs> yeah, I, and we were loving it, man. Then we get out here. And, you know, it drops to, like, 23, and I'm like, 23? <laughs> and then it just kept dropping. I'm like, oh, man, this this ain't it, man. <laughs> this ain't it. Yeah, y'all, yeah, y'all pretty good. much, because we're in Ohio, uh, me, D.C., and, and our third co-host. We're, in all, we're all in Ohio, but um, to be honest with you, you guys got a hit this year. Uh, uh, <laughs> like, yeah. We almost we, re- we pretty much didn't feel sorry for anybody outside of Ohio, because it's like, 
everybody got a taste of what we deal with every freaking year. So right, uh, yeah, it, it was it was necessary. It was like, like well, yeah, you guys, you gonna get some of this action this year. <laughs> but the crazy thing is, last time I was here what was it shoot about eight eight nine years ago? I actually got frostbite here. So I, I remember, man, yeah. it was like, yeah, I was. I remember being out here and almost lost. They're like, hey, you're gonna lose this toe and that toe. That, luckily, I didn't, but. And I was like, man, this like, so you know, I'm not used. In Louisiana, man, we don't we don't do all this cold stuff, man. You know, we get just <laughs> a little bit of ice. You know, and they shut down the entire. They shut down everything for a little bit of ice, but you know, yeah. we're living, we're learning, man. We're, we're enjoying it though. DC, what's been going on with you? Oh, nothing, man. Hey, yo, I'm doing that from now on, man. Rushed out to the bad guy, man. I yes. Know. Yes. Uh, shout out to Scott Hall and his family. Uh, rest in power. The, I like to know him as the original bad guy. He was he yeah. was the man. We got a nice we got a nice little something for him uh, before we leave out. Before we leave out tonight, I might play it twice. It, it might play twice. Might play it twice. I don't know. But uh, you know what? Since we're touching on it, um, for those who don't know, if you're living under a rock. Uh, we lost Scott Hall, Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon. He was 63 years old. He actually had went in a few weeks ago for a broken hip. Uh, and he ended up having like three heart attacks because they found blood clots. And it, it traveled up to his heart. And they had him on life support for about, what, two, three days, I believe. And they family decided they were going to come together, take him off uh, yesterday. And he was on there for about six or seven hours. And the big man, the bad guy, he hung on there and, and as long as he possibly could. But, you know, the fight, you know, was too much and we lost him. So uh, shout out, shout out to his family. You know, uh, great character, great guy. I've met him a few times at conventions and it's just it's just cool when you see these kind of people that, that did something. Diamond Dallas Page helped him turn his whole or around like everything that he was doing because you know you know the, the life of a wrestler of a pro wrestler is never freaking easy it's just never right, easy no, no. so um you know they had a whole documentary about that and he literally like he was he was a brand new man you know mm -hmm. and so we'll we'll play i'll play a nice little tribute for him it was about three minutes and you know his intro and one of his moves and That's last nice. words of his you know so he was dope um we also lost uh we lost a couple people over the weekend, man. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Uh, you know, besides besides Scott Hall, man, we lost we lost William Hurt. Mm. William Hurt was the you know known as General Ross in in the latest in the MC, MCU films, but he's been in movies such as Broadcast News, uh, Kiss of the Spider Woman, many many movies. He's been in he's been in acting game for well over thirty years. You know, mm -hmm. so Oscar Oscar winner and everything. So. Uh, just like he died peacefully, he was about seventy-one. They said he died peacefully in his sleep, you know. So, right, right. Uh, a lot. Seventy. It was. It might have been. It might have been. Yeah, I think he was seventy-six. Yeah, I mean, I think he was 76, yeah. and they said he died yeah, of natural causes too. So, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't know if he had. I'm sure he had small bit roles, which was most of the time in the MCU films and shows. So it was really much small bit roles, and I hope that's what they. We're managing to tap out because it's not much for him to film, film those type of scenes. So, uh, but yeah, rest in peace to to William Hurd. Rest in peace to Scott Hall. Uh, I didn't get to show the pictures of Scott Hall, but here's some of his pictures yeah, from Scott Hall. Yeah. Yeah, he was the oh, man. Hey, Razor Ramon. Hey, I had more gold, hey. man. Hey. Yeah, I can't even look at it. it man. It's, 
it, it was like the more he came, the further along he went. You know the NWO days. Good lord, right? Wow, those were the days wow, of wrestling. Man. Those were the days of wrestling. I gotta say, <laughs> you know, this was him at the uh, Hall of Fame mm-hmm. getting inducted. So yeah, rest in peace to those two guys. Great guys, really great guys. Um, also, DC, I know you'll love this. Will I? Yes. So if you've Are been you a sure? fan of Free Guy. Or if you watched The Adam Project over the weekend on Netflix, Sean Levy directed both those films, and both those films starred Ryan Reynolds. And he's been picked to do, yes, and he's been picked to do what? Deadpool 3. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there it is. He's been picked to to do Deadpool 3. Here they are at several functions. Oh, man, I thought that was Sonny Bono. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah he's been picked to do the role he's taking on the director's that role in boy and, meets world doesn't it look like he, <laughs> it doesn't like him actually yeah, he doesn't he doesn't have enough curl in the hair you know right <laughs> but uh but yeah he's been picked to be uh the new director for deadpool 3 they've consistently been working on it uh the r rating has not changed right that yep. has been stated by kevin feige uh, also, uh, something else coming through on the Disney front. Sam Jackson has stated that he is ready to return to the Star Wars universe as Mace Windu. Uh, he's Uh-oh. spoken to Bryce Dallas Howard, who he's acted with and been under the director's chair with. And she's also directed uh, several episodes of The Mandalorian. And with any, I mean, when Sam Jackson said he's coming back, he wants to come back. You, you pretty much say Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Uh, he also uh, realized that Jonah Hill from Superbad fame and Wolf of Wall Street has pretty much won the record for the most cuss words in a film in which Sam Jackson respond, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> which is really hard to bullshit. believe. Right. <laughs> It, but you came in really second, so yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, what, was he short one more? I don't know. It, right, it that's what I would. I would love to know, man. Because yeah, I kind of want to know now. Like, right, if right. he was yeah, one right. motherfucker away, or one uh, <laughs> goddamn or shit, just one away. <laughs> like, how did this Politics? motherfucker get it? You've won now. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you needed. That's all you needed. Right, that, it was like that's all it took. No. Well, you know what? <laughs> they didn't let him finish his shit at the end of uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Infinity, Infinity War. War. So that might have been the one that could have won it. He was like, <laughs> and then it's like, up. Oh, sorry, he almost like, had it. Like, Dude with a clipboard sitting there. He's like, up. Oh, one more. He damn. Jonah Hill. <laughs> he got it on the technicality. It's yeah. <laughs> bullshit. Right. Oh, man. So we before we get into it, we're going to take a quick little commercial break. Uh, we're going to talk to our guest, Olalu Okoyami. Yes, DC. I've been saying his name since he's been on. Which... <laughs> but uh, we're going to take this quick I little commercial it. break. I have been fucking up. <laughs> I refuse to fuck up again. But we're going to take this quick commercial break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk to Olalu about his children's book, A Mentorship, which is pretty damn awesome and the fact that you're a u.s marine so thank you for your service we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back 
Do you like your pancakes patted? Your biscuits buttered? Your cakes fluffy? Then you should get Mother Butters. I put that on everything. Pasta, veggies, rice, and everything nice. Mother Butters will get you right. Oh yeah, GMO free, and for those who are vegan, Mother Butters has a non-dairy option. That's right, there's enough Mother Butters for everyone to enjoy. Get Mother Butters from your local grocery store. Hey man! What you doing in my kitchen? That was Mother's Butters written by yours truly and <laughs> and we will have a new commercial for Mother's Butters because we're going to have Mother Butters light. Um, <laughs> what is that like the Michael Jackson version? Hey, yeah, we, we can't drive by that commercial, man. That, <laughs> I love I love this stuff, man. I, hey, this, how hey, this awesome platform. First of all, I love what you guys are doing. This stuff is hilarious. Oh, thank you. How, wait, thank how you. do you fucking get light butter? Is that less butter? Hey, I mean, it's, ask, already, it's already GMO free. Yeah, yeah, like, how can you, <laughs> like, what is it, diet butter? Like, Coke it's without the Coke? It's like diet Coke and Coke without the Coke, right? Because that's all it's Coke is. I mean, diet Coke is just Coke without the cocaine. That's really it's all diet Coke is. And bumps. They sweeten a little bit Like, imagine like, the dude wait. who made Coca-Cola. He's like, well, you got to put real cocaine in here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they marked it well, though. He put that cocaine in there, bro, like. Hey, they sold out in Miami. <laughs> they, they showed it. We drink, we drink nothing but Coca uh, Cola down here, uh huh? Hey, my friend, you know what I say? Man, we drink Coca Cola. The bad guy, like, man. We drink Coke. We drink Coke. You mean Coca Cola? No, we mean man, Coke. We, got, we never got the Coke, man. We got Fago. You know, I think that's the crack. Yeah, Fago. You know? That's, that's, oh, that's a crack. Yeah, they, they're back where I'm from. They, yeah, guess, that's straight drop. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they got a pineapple. I don't, yeah. I don't even be thirsty until I see that pineapple. I'm like, Ooh, pineapple. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, y'all got some more of them pineapples back there, Joe Rogan? <laughs> <laughs> like Tyrone Biggles for some fun. <laughs> hey, hey, Joe Rogan. Hey, you just some red, red balls. I need some red balls. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Joe Rogan. Oh, Ooh. man. Suck that penis, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, Alalu, let's talk about your books, man. First off, let's talk about the mentorship. This is really dope. Um, tell everybody about your mentorship program that you have. So, the first thing that we do, uh, so, first of all, I was given, a, I was blessed to have an opportunity to serve my church in Liberty Temple Worship Center in San Diego. Uh, and that's where we we really spent a lot of time just like just investing time with teens, man. And that's what it's all about. Just getting out with them and just like spending some <laughs> time. Hold on, hold on. I had to, I had to, I had to show it. Thanks, Tyler. I had to show that. When I see that, I knew exactly crazy. what he was saying. Yeah, this, anyway, yeah, we, it's, it's all love, man, because we had to like – just spending that time with them man, trying to just invest time and, and, and show them that people care about them. And that's really what it is, giving them a, a voice. Because sometimes, mm -hmm. and, and I got a 12-year-old, so I know she feels this way, but sometimes they just, they feel like they don't have a voice in their own home, whether it's intentional for the parents or unintentional, you know. So it's good to have a person who, you know, is slightly older than them, you know, a couple of years or a few years uh, that can sort of connect with them and, and still bridge that gap between them and the parents. So. Um, that was the first thing. And then beyond that, it was just like, 
people just started really just coming and, and, and saying, hey, man, I got I got a teenager I want you to meet or I got, the, you know, my son, my daughter, they want to meet you, you know. And from there, it just sort of grew. Uh, and then the, the other thing that we do, it's called the Okanyemi Family Foundation. It's actually founded by my oldest brother. Um, and that's that's our way of giving back to our, our parish, Lincoln Parish back in uh, Louisiana. Uh, and we just give uh, scholarships to minorities, two scholarships, and we're planning on increasing the amount. So we got a couple of months uh, for people to put in their applications, but uh, we're increasing the amount now. So uh, to a, I think we're increasing to $1,000 a piece, maybe 1500 I got to go back and double check. Um, but anyway, it's an mm. easy wisdom, strength, and endurance scholarship. They go on there. They give us a 100-word essay. Uh, and from there, you know, you know, we, we just – we're just trying to sew back into them, and that's what it's really all about. So y'all that's basically gave them the easy route because I know the one essay I did was like a thousand words. I got the yeah. word one, it was like fuck this. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna just <laughs> go broke going to school. <laughs> no, man, that's, that's no. But all jokes aside, that is dope, man. Because to to be able to do that and to be able to give back like that, that's just a testament to like I said when we had you on what the shit like you doing dope things and people need to know these things because like. They don't get to hear those these stories like oh he sells books he's a marine but they don't see the backstory yeah. which is why i'm glad we you know what i'm saying have you back to, again and um again and again man every time that you have something dope man let's talk about it but yeah. to be able to give a scholarship one and have a foundation it's a dope thing because a lot of people dream about doing it but they're doing it for all the wrong reasons yeah, yeah you know what i mean a lot of people do it because it's a good name recognition thing mm -hmm. Um, if you're not really trying to give back to the kids, then you're doing them and yourself a disservice. So for you guys to be doing two scholarships a year, man, that's big. Not a lot of people can say they do that and do it consistently and also do it well. So yeah, for yeah. that, I commend you. For real, that is that is a dope thing to be doing. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. That, give, give him an applause on that one. Give him an yeah. applause on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. I love to take the credit for it, but like I said, my oldest brother. That's why I couldn't even tell you the amount. Uh, so what we do is we—they we, don't need to know that you just hear. You just tell them. Yeah, we just, you know how much hey, credit I take that I don't deserve yeah. sometimes. <laughs> he can't. Hey, we, it's like when you go to the Oscars and they can't uh, uh, accept the award. You got to accept it for him. Just accept it for him. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> good. Yeah, so it was—it was basically all my idea. You know, I, I brought. There you go. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It's good right. answer. If this was family food, good answer. Good answer. Boy, boy, smart. Good answer. <laughs> but yeah, no, but, I love it. So, no, but what like, you guys are doing uh, this is dope that you have. Yeah, so because what you have, like, that platform, like he said, like DC was saying, that platform alone, you don't get to hear too much of this positivity, especially from black men. And to, after to actually put back into the, 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 the community, to show these younger kids, girls, and you know, boys and whatnot, to say, "Hey, you can do this. We believe in you. We have something for you. You know, it, just just work hard at it. You know, we'll we'll guide you along the way." And you I don't think get too it's many... it sends a great message because growing up, you see rappers, <clears throat> athletes, singers, entertainers, and that's like, oh, that's the only way you can get out the hood. That's the only way mm -hmm. you can do something positive. But it's like, nah. I mean, like. There are people who are doing positive. I mean, there's different levels of giving back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, like everybody don't have to do the over the top glitz and glamour um, for the cameras type thing. Like, you know, what I mean, like being a mentor, 
sometimes can be difficult. Like I've yeah. done it. Um, you know, some of them kids don't give a damn what you're saying or how you feel nah. or whether you want they to just, see them just, or not. They just there to get them hours they, or whatever it is. They just want. pulling yeah. a Marshawn Lynch. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Like I don't yeah. like, I don't really right. get out my face. But once yeah. you, but once you're able to reach those kids, it is fulfilling, and I think everybody should try to at least do it. Yeah. Um, whether you coach sports or mentor, you know, and don't just coach sports because you want to try to get this guy to be the next, you know, what I'm saying athlete. But you actually mentor him because sports, like, like, uh, not unlike the military, can teach you discipline. It can teach you work ethic. It right. can teach you hard work. It can teach you that if you put all your all into it, you're going to get something out of it that's bigger than yourself. A lot of times. So, like I said, man, I think it's dope. You know what I mean? That you're y'all y'all are doing that, and more people need to know about it. So, yeah, yeah, and I'm that's dope. one thing. Yeah, I appreciate it because uh, that one thing I, I realized that number one, I got a I got a buddy. I was thinking about this as you were talking. He works as a parole officer, man, a juvenile mm-hmm. parole officer at that. Uh, and wh- one of the things he was just like one day he just called me and he was just sort of unloading, man. I was just like, dang, man, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of these a lot of these kids, especially young men, like society's done with them. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they are done with them. Like they're ready for them. Like by the time they actually turn 17 and, and like most people are like, oh yeah, you know, he did that as a juvenile, his record's gone. Nah, society's already done with them. A lot of them have been tried as adults. And uh, you know what? If if they don't, if they ever come back to society, it's just going to be a revolving door for them. At least that's what society right. believes. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. to know that, that that exists, that, you know, these these guys who live for 15, 14 years and, and we're done with them, we're like, yeah, there's nothing we can do about it. We sort of just cast them to the side, man. That, that really strikes home for me because, you know, growing up in Russell, Louisiana, there's a lot of guys that are just a lot of talent. They just have no direction whatsoever. So mm, my goal is to, ends up becoming. Exactly. So hopefully we can get out there and, and find guys like that that, they have the talent, they have the skills, like they have the know-how, the intelligence, and maybe they just don't have anybody that's willing to invest that time with them. So that, the goal yeah. is to go out there and find them, you know. And, and of course, we do it for everybody, but really that's where my heart is, going out and finding those guys and sort of tell them, hey, man, we got you, bro. Like, hey, we got you. Yeah, it's it's surprising. The most. Yeah, it's those ones who feel like, the like you said, the rest of the world has shunned them away, pushed them out to pasture, out to the border, and – Sometimes that's all they need is that ear because mm-hmm. you never know what that kid has gone through coming up. Exactly. And for them to hear that one positive ear, that one positive message to actually see or notice that, yo, this person really gives a damn about yeah. how I'm feeling or what I've gone through or where my life is going to go for them to take the time. That's the key word to take the time and the patience to yeah. sit down with them and, and show them, Hey, it's not necessary. I'm not going to judge you on what you might have done, or if you were in the wrong place at the wrong time, or if you were just in a bad situation. That's not my. That's not my place to do that. My place is to show you there's something better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, because it's crazy. Because I mean, you like if you ever if you haven't grown up in that environment, you when you put yourself in them shoes, and it's like mom working all the time, dad's abusive, or it's not there. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. I mean, you go to school and they look at you like the kids is teasing you because you might not have clothes. You know what I'm saying? The right clothes and shoes. And then the teachers, now you down, so your grades is failing. So the teachers are looking at you like you stupid. You know what I mean? Yep. It's a vicious circle and it's a cycle that sometimes is never broken. So, you know, yep. by the age of 13, 14, you already been told you ain't shit. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to never be shit. 
You ain't going to mouth this shit. You never was shit. You know what I'm saying? You hear that every day, and you got the world beating down on you. You got your family looking down on you. You got school looking down on you. And, and you know what I mean? So you now feel your like only a choices, yeah. 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 Your only choice is like either I join the gang or or, or I become a bum. And yeah. so now the gang is taking you in because they make you feel like family. They mm-hmm. give you this false soul, this false sense of of security and that's mm-hmm. where a lot of kids get caught up is because they're just looking for security mm-hmm. they're just looking for someone to tell them it's okay and they can do anything like and it's hard for them to believe it after a thousand no's and then you get this one yes and it's like i don't trust it yeah so hey man what you guys mm-hmm. are doing ain't easy and it's you know what i'm saying when you get to that point to where you're dealing with those kind of kids it gets rough and sometimes what i Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So first of all, shout out to my sister. I see Toya Reed on. That's my, that's one of my older sisters. Uh, but one of the things I, I realized too, is like sometimes the streets is the first place that like really validates like who they are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and regardless of like how good they are or whatever they have, like, it's like, bro, I, the first thing, the first time they've been told that you're good at something is maybe they were slinging dope or what, maybe they were out there and they, they caught a body or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, if that's the first time that somebody's seen, you know, the, they, they heard somebody say, hey, I got you. Hey, you're good at that, man. You're, and that, that's what they're going to be. That's going to do, man, because you just validated them. Uh, so I've seen is boosting. Exactly. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, that's and what I appreciate need. you, Tyler, too, man. That, that's real, man. Because and what you're doing as a middle school teacher, man, to me, you're on the front lines, right? Because, oh, yeah. you know, military, military, we, we do what we do. Uh, but really, Teachers don't get paid enough to deal with. Children, you know what I mean? <laughs> that is like, a consistent man, message, boy. They do not get paid enough, man. I, I walk, so I just ran to some kids uh, last week, and I was just looking around the room, and I was like, man, these teachers don't get paid for this, enough for this, man. It was second graders. And those second graders, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're like, terrorists. Man. Oh, man. They don't get paid man, enough for this. Yeah, them so, little kids is terrorists. They don't yeah. care about nobody's feelings. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> They will run rapid. They like savages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, you tell them whatever. They are the tribe. I start off with preschool, man. I went all the way up to fifth grade talking and reading to them. And it was just funny seeing, like, I was like, man, that's a pretty wide range. But then I get to the fifth graders, and even they were like, uh, nah, we're good. We're, we're good. And I was like, oh, man. Is it, is it, <laughs> talk to your teacher? Like, that's like. <laughs> That's your teacher. Oh man, yeah, you guys get paid enough. Like, uh, we have so we have Mr. O here's gonna read a book. Like, nah, Chief, that ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's how it was for real. I was like, hey, listen, guys, here's the book I have for you. But let, let's just talk for a second. Yeah, you have to break the ice with them because at oh, that yeah. point, you know, at, at fifth grade, yeah, you can't you know, slide it right on in there. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, right. be, you gotta butter it up. Right, Take them out right. to dinner. <laughs> and you're at 11 years old, you're a preteen, and you know everything there is to know about life. You know. What oh mean? yeah. So, oh, I got so, my son just turned 13, so I know how that's been. Oh yeah, they made it. He tell me everything about God, Jesus, cops, and everything like that, but he couldn't tell me why his room ain't clean. I could not understand. That's like the that's the lifelong yeah, question of that's the question of life. Like, be like Lord, Dad, can you tell me why they don't clean Dad, their you know, room? Lord you know, is just God like you know, sent us down here for this and I that. I never even understood Adam that and one Eve and, and and the way the things work, and I'm like, but why your room ain't clean? Oh shit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. That's the language, this one right here. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, I just texted him to take the dog out, and I'm pretty sure he on his computer because we bought him a computer. Big mistake. Yeah, they're playing video games. Now, I can't be mad at him because I play video games, but at the same time, when I need you to do something, mm-hmm. it's like. You got focus. Yeah, I need you. To, I need you to stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need you to take this out. Focus. <laughs> take out the trash. Yeah, no, I, the I, I gotta do that too. I, I walk in the room like, hey, look, smell my eyes. Work. <laughs> Teenagers. Oh my god. Yeah, my son, great, thank man. God. My son, my son's, my son. He's in the military now, but it was oh, yeah. the same thing with him. And I'm like playing he played games all the time he's watched anime all the time which i never knocked him for mm-hmm. stayed out of trouble but i'm like sean your room like your room like why are you <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i'm like you like dude <laughs> he tried to break down a 9-11 attack to me but couldn't break down why his room looked like desert storm <laughs> None of the math. None of it's mathing. <laughs> you know what's funny is because I used to like that was one thing that I, that I actually like told them. I was like, you know, your room, man. This is like, it's a part of you. Like, it's this is like something you can be proud of. This is your piece of land in this house. Mm-hmm. And you know, for the eight year old, he sort of eh, hit or miss. But for my twelve year old, uh, she felt that because you know she, they all. I mean, she wants everything. You know, she wants to be able to like close her door, which. You know, I'm almost like the dude on Friday. No more locked doors. I can't. Oh, yeah. hey, look, I, I, I see locked door. I be want to kick it off the hinges. Like, hey, I, this no, door man. doing a lot. Especially in the hand like, away. Like, Why is this door locked? I like walking Why is it around closed? and sort of like peeking the rules, man. I, I don't like the doors being closed, man. So, I, But, you know, it's that, just that little thing. You know, if you if you keep your room clean, you can at least, you know, push the door where it's cracked. So that way if I go through there at nighttime, I don't have to, like, open your door and disturb everybody. You know, it's. It's those kind of little things to make them take yeah. ownership in the room, man. And, you know, so that's. So, you mentioned you have a twelve and eight year old. Mm-hmm. You've been in the military for how long? You pretty much a lifer, right? At this point. Uh yeah. So I've been in this year. Oh man, it's almost eleven years now. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yep. That's what's up. Yeah, uh, you in U.S. Marine. So thank you once again. Thank you for your service. Thank you. And your steps to becoming a Marine had they had the impact on being coming a parent and most of all being this author yeah so that's a great question because as a so let me backtrack real quick because as, as a marine there's a lot of things they teach you about leadership and uh and loyalty and, and looking out for a person to your left and right all those great things that that are they're just great like for marines because that, that's one thing you'll see in the, like throughout history and it's just military uh service members in general it's like mm-hmm. most of them, you know, we talk about God, country, core, and all those kind of things, but most of them really fight for the man and woman to the left and right. That's that's really what it's all about. So I, I think that along with the way my parents raised us, like the, the first thing is like always look out for those people around you. Like always like try to serve others, try to work hard to to sacrifice for others, whether that's sacrificing your time, sacrificing your effort, your skills, or if it, if it comes to a sacrifice your life for others. Um, is, is one of the biggest things that I, I try to instill in my family. Like, because no matter where you go, like your family, like your brother, your sister is going to be there for you. And that, that's mm-hmm. why I want to instill yeah. in them. Um, yeah. Now, also, I have to be careful, right? Because, you know, I, I can talk <laughs> to my Marines in a way, you know, and leave my Marines in a way. Uh, the second that I get in my car and drive back to my address and my home and step across that doorstep, like 
I, I'm no longer a Marine. I'm just a normal dad to them. They, they don't call me Captain Ogie. Yeah, they call me Dad. Yeah, right. Or, or even no, the kid, the kid, the, the yeah. kids are more like, no, I am the captain now. I am the captain. <laughs> Look, especially my three year old. She's like, uh, 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 uh. Look at me. Like, here, give me, the, here, give me that rank here. off your shirt. You thought I, you I had rank. control. <laughs> She's sitting at the table like, so, father. <laughs> Today this house gonna go. <laughs> you can get down or you can lay down, but it, this is the show. <laughs> do you feel in charge? Do you feel in charge? It's like, oh, I, I got it. Turns around, she turns around, and then she turns around and air really slow. Like that like, false mm-hmm. sense of power you think you have can only take you so far, father. Yeah. <laughs> She's got the cane closes, with the big diamond on it. You know? yeah, you, once you close the door and cross that threshold, you are not mine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm like, what? Where did you get all this stuff from? What? You got a cat on your lap. You didn't. Even, we didn't even have cats. Where the Where cat come from? <laughs> Why am I hearing yeah, dramatic yeah. music? She's stroking it. It is stroking it hard too. Like, yes. Welcome to my. Welcome to my home. You ain't pay a bill. <laughs> Semantics. <Yeah. laughs> it's like, oh. All right. <laughs> I had to walk walk back out. And be like, you check your address door. Like, hey, this is. It's just the right Seven, house. Seven two five. Is this my key? Yeah, this is me. Right. Right back in here. <laughs> oh man, that's, hey, but that's how it is, man. Because it's like you just gotta realize that you know you, like you, you're not talking to Marines, like. Uh, but it did, and I would say they, they sort of taught me different things, right? As a parent, as a Marine, I learned some things like from my kids, you know, because you want to go in or you want to lead, like. There, there's only, there's a certain type of leadership in the Marine Corps that you like envision, right? It's like I gotta be this guy. I gotta have this, you know, chiseled jaw. I gotta be, you know, pretty big and tell it like pretty stern. Uh, mm-hmm. But then you get out and realize that you're actually leading people, and you, you realize that 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 may not work. And a lot of times it doesn't work, especially if that's not your mm-hmm. personality, which is not mine at all. Uh, so they taught me like to, I, I have to adjust my leadership style. They taught me that, you know, if I walk in feeling like I'm in charge or acting like I'm in charge, uh, <laughs> then I'm mean, have a very uh, similar exactly. Any that's my youngest daughter in your life. Uh, <laughs> if I walk in acting like I'm in charge of running stuff, I, I'll learn really quickly that, you know, it's not anything. It has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with them. So, yeah, I've learned a lot. And then to your last point about uh, how, it, how it sort of fed into the books, um, for me, it's all about, again, bringing, that, bringing in that team, sort of building that cohesive bond between a parent and child or a mentor and child or a teacher and child. So it's mm-hmm. giving them resources to sort of build that bond between them. Uh, because in the Marine Corps, for example, we have like, I'll take my guys to the field for two weeks and we'll, we'll do an exercise. And that's what we, you know, you can play after your work's done. You play cards, you sort of talk to each other, you, you sort of build that, that bond. Um, right. Whereas in the home, we, I mean, especially with technology, man, we could we could easily miss our kids, man. And, mm, and so yes. I want to make sure that that's a lesson. <clears throat> like, hey, we go out and we don't have phones, we don't have all that stuff, but we find a way to have, you know, have that bond where books provide that like force function where we're sitting down, we're reading, we're enjoying some time together. So those are just a couple of things that I've learned from uh, being in the Marines. So we're going to take a quick little break. Uh, we're going to talk more about your books and the stories that you have behind them and what they're in their meaning. Okay. Running low on energy, long days and even longer nights, tired of all the other energy drinks and bars promise you a lot and never delivering, need to make it through work, but want a product that can keep up with your busy lifestyle? Want no longer? Try Chef's Chocolate Salty Balls. The balls that are so smooth and with a load of nutrients and vitamins to really get you up and bouncing off the walls. 
made with all natural ingredients and healthy junk to satisfy even the pickiest eater. Chef's Chocolate Salty Balls are sold everywhere where you buy your junk. And now for those who want that extra kick in the butt, comes Chef's Heavy Duty Chocolate Salty Balls with 120% more caffeine than the leading brand. Disclaimer, this product has not been approved by the FDA or World Health Association. Warning, this product is not intended for consumption by children, elderly people, or women who are pregnant or may become pregnant. You might even get pregnant. Every single time. Yo, DC, when we gonna get Olaf and the crew on here, man? We gotta get them. <laughs> yeah, right now might not be the time. It's <laughs> a little skirmish over there. The home front. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Yusuf, he actually texted me last night. I was like, hey, buddy, uh, the wife, she uh, she's seen videos. She's not happy I'm in the woods with your friends. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Buying, buying sweaters. So <laughs> please take that out. I was like, yo, Yusuf, man, I cannot do that, my friend. He's like, no, brother, please. Uh, I sleep in the basement now. This dirt <laughs> She, no kitty cats. I've not slept next to a, to my wife in three three months now since video has dropped. Uh, please, I, I've missed the touch of a woman. Oh, <laughs> yes, uh, it's the newest, it's the newest um, energy thing um, that's on the market. Um, research and development has shown that people like chocolate salty balls. So we, decided to, we don't make this stuff up. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to say it with a straight face, but he laughed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our 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 uh, research and development team has hit the streets hard, um, and has really pounded the pavement to see how much people like chocolate balls. And then it's like, you know what? I don't want them unless they're salty. So we like, you know what? Spring some salt on them, and uh, let's go. We packed them with lots of energy. Pink Himalayans, pink uh, Himalayan salt. <laughs> <laughs> And if you're in the hood, it's just uh, table uh, what's that with the kosher with the white girl on it with nope. the umbrella? That's the kind we use. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, that's the only kind you can get in the hood is that little white yeah, girl that, with the umbrella. That stuff used that's to be like, hey, that used to be like forty eight cents. I was like, how is this yeah. song forty eight cents? Yeah, that's a lot of that's, that little, hey. yeah, that big. Oh. It was a big dumbass salt <laughs> container. Yeah, I was like, full <laughs> of salt. And it was like 50 cents. And I was like, damn, they're trying to kill us. <laughs> I don't know about that. Hey, it's you go to exactly the white grocery stores, they ain't got you. I've never seen that in a white grocery store. No, no, no. They was trying to no. kill us. <laughs> I said, what is, a, what is a, a white girl in a raincoat have to do with salt? I'm like, in the hood. In like she's walking man. through the hood just giving niggas salt. Like, just. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. And then I found out that wasn't said? rain. It was actually salt falling on her. That doesn't <laughs> even make oh, sense. Really? Not even yes. I know. That's why oh, I knew they was trying to kill us. No, back to the, re- the research like... team. Um, and then we have the, if you've seen the bigger ball, that's actually 120% more um, kicking the butt. For those who like to get up early in the morning, um, I think it was specially made for Marines because I know they like to get up way early and sometimes they don't have the energy. So it has like two shots giant, of espresso. Uh, yeah, two shots of uh, uh, Fago in there. And, uh, <laughs> one side of the- <laughs> Specifically, hey, root beer <laughs> and pineapple mixed together. I'm starting to think through all the things that were in the store. Like, where you know, you got. 
Uh oh, that's my wife talking about. Oh, well, you know what? Uh, right. well, I don't know what she's talking about. She loves, but uh, <laughs> I, 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 you know what? the Fago. I hope. Uh, I sure hope she's talking about Fago. Otherwise, I'm about to start stretching. <laughs> 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 Yeah, Chris. Uh, I don't know how we got on all that. Uh, Big people, chocolate but... salty balls are available right in your home. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> they actually, they're homegrown homogenous. Uh, they 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 don't Those are they GMO don't have free as well. Uh... Actually, they're not. They're full of GMO uh, guys, males, and uh, others. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Thank so, oh, you, Seth. Uh, we have to burn all tapes. We can't. Uh, we have to disinvol him now because he got found out he was in the woods hanging with his homies when he was supposed to be at home doing uh, was... his honeydew list. So I think I got him in trouble. Um, so we probably <laughs> won't be able to get him for a while. He's uh, currently right now on mission to get his wife flowers and uh, Chef Chocolate Salty Balls. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, it all oh. goes back around. <laughs> there it is. Oh man, so Alalu, let's talk about your books, man. Uh, so one of one of your books was Crow from the Shadow. Now, it, it, you know, let's talk about that one. So, what was this right. one about? Yes, sir. So, Crow from the Shadow. Uh, we, I'm not even getting started on on the other part, uh, the, the baby crow, but Crow from the Shadow is about oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's about a, a young a young crow who is who is trying to uh, achieve success, right? He's trying to go out. He wants to be a professional athlete. He wants to be a, um, a, a military uh, a service member. He wants to graduate from college. He wants to do all these great things. But there's this opposing force, AKA the shadow, that's telling him that he can't do it and it's sort of blocking him from the success. So um, in the end, he decided, you know, you know what? I am talented. I do have skills. And no one can determine my future except me. So that's really what Crow from the Shadow is all about. It's about mm. learning how to overcome the shadow, whatever that may, who or what that may be. And see, and this is, I love the message that these books are bringing because it correlates to anyone, right. really, you know, right. and it helps, you know, it, you know. You know, we've always seen children's books, and they tell us how how to cross the street and different colors, oh, how to count, whatever. Yeah, but there's some actually worse than that, man. Yeah. There's some children's books I didn't think was children's books. Yes, uh, not to get off subject, but it was uh, called one was like, uh, "Do you want to see Johnny's balls?" Oh yeah, that's, yeah. I was, I was actually saying that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, that's, and I was yeah. like, "This is a real book." Yeah, <laughs> didn't think it was, but it is. Yeah. And, it, and it's another, it's a couple of other ones like that. And I was like, come on now, this ain't, these ain't kids' books for real, are they? And I was like, yeah, these are kids' books. And I was like, fuck, I'm glad I'm not a kid and don't have kids that age right now because there's no way you let so kids your read whole this in vibe school. Or... Right. But it's supposed but, to be, those but, are supposed to be gag books, but yeah. 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 Okay. I'm sure they got a book like that too. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I choose my, word. I choose my words better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it's up, when it's us, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, uh, let's but, get back on track. Let's Crowfoot. be professional, Chris. Yes. Well, you be so professional, Crowfoot, so and I'll be me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Crow from the Shadow. It's I, I love how that correlates. Like I said, I love how, how it transfer transforms over to life. 
you know, of a kid of any color, you know, the situation that whatever it is that they're in, they can overcome that obstacle, you know, right. uh, mm-hmm. like we were speaking earlier about the mentorship, mm-hmm. how they've been, you know, bogged down by life, just mm-hmm. anything. And knowing that this is a book that is so simple, mm-hmm. it's it's broken down in such a way that, you know, even an adult can look at this and say, wow, I might have been. Uh, uh, weighed down by the weight of the world of everything and nowhere to blame it. And here it is. This child's book has pretty much explained life to me. Yeah, yeah. he and, breaks it down in such a way that it's easy to digest. You get the message. You're not, you know I mean, you're not overwhelmed and you can just read it over and over again to the point mm-hmm. where you're like, damn, I done read this five times and I've still felt something different each time, but it's all positive. Yeah. It's a testament to you know what I'm saying what you do and how you do it because it's, it's it's great. I appreciate it, and that the reason I did, and I I left the shadow pretty vague, right? And it, it's for that reason. So that way, as you read through it, it just adjusts based on life. And one of the best stories I have from one of the one of the parents uh, is that she read it with. So she has three. She has three daughters. One was like I think it's about to go to law school. One was just waiting on a letter to get accepted in college, and the other was like fifth or sixth grade and then obviously she read it and they all read it together and it was just amazing how they all like she said they all just cried as they read the book and i i, mm. I was taken aback because i'm thinking okay this is a good conversation to have with with a real young child but i was really taken aback because she she started like talking about how you know i think she was dealing with you know well she's uh grieving the loss of a loved one uh herself mm-hmm. and then her other child was like freaking out about law school and wanted to get accepted and all these other things she had so her shadows with stress exactly yeah. exactly yep. and then the other one's <laughs> like trying to get she wanted to get in this in the college that she wanted to and she didn't believe in herself like it was it's just amazing to see how these people like like were able to gather different things from the book uh even at at an older age because none of them actually fell into that you know that age yeah. that six to nine year old mm-hmm. But they read right. this rhyming story and they they really like connected with it and meant something. But that's so. that's what a good book does. Like it yeah. doesn't matter yeah. where you are, if it's a good book, it will connect to your soul in one yeah. way or another. Yeah, I mean, like, and I'm, and I'm, funny, I'm, I'm like, not sure. No, go ahead. <clears throat> uh, you know, like the day I used to like laugh at like those cheesy Danielle Steele books, you know, and those the, the those veins of books, but they found women. You know, in different places to where some of them use them for romance, some use them because it was like sad. Mm-hmm. You know, so each book can elicit different feelings. It just depends on the person because each, we all might read the same book and get three different, you know what I'm saying, things exactly. out of that book. Exactly. So when you make a good book, the people are going to find, when they read it, they're going to find something that somebody else might not see right. just based mm-hmm. on how it touches them and their soul where they're at in that moment. Mm hmm. So I now mean, I'm, and I'm, I mean, when you wrote just this book, we're not even talking about the rest of them yet. Just this book here. Did you realize that that impact would affect like that family you just mentioned? Did you have, did you have a goal like, oh, this is going to hit all ages? I'm like, but it was just kind of, I was shooting for this goal. I was shooting for this age range. And I didn't realize that it was going to have that much of an impact. Right. I'll, I'll be honest with you. The first t- the short answer is no, I didn't. Um, but I'll be honest, my brother, my older brother, Josh, the, the illustrator, uh, first of all, he told me, he was like, dude, like, stop, don't even try to give an age range to it because this is a family book, right? He said, this is like, mm-hmm. this is something that everybody's going to get a message from. 
And the thing that made me actually publish it, because I started having, you know, you start thinking about why am I qualified? All the things that I'm talking about in this book, I started like talking myself out of it. Mm. It's like, bro, you're not mm. even qualified to write it. Who wants to listen to a Marine who was a prior like computer programmer back in the day? Like what, what qualifies you to write children's books, right? Uh, and all those things started like sort of weighing on my mind. Then eventually it was like, you know what? If there's one person that's going to read this book and be helped by it, then I'm good. I'm good. That's gonna that's gonna help. That's right? the attitude, right. man. And that's right. when I when I published it, I, I published it to say, you know, if literally one person buys this book and they read it and say they got something out of it, I I'm I succeeded. And that's really what <laughs> what pushed me. And it was like, man, that. So no, I didn't expect it to really hit that. Um, not in and of myself. But again, I, I think that just speaks to having that strong team around you that, that looks at you in the face mm-hmm. and says, nah, dog, like, number one, you need to believe in yourself, right? You need to start yeah. understanding that, like, you have the power to speak things into your life, right? And don't speak those small things into your small-minded things, man. Just go out and do it, you know? Yeah, I think we all That seems to be the that. message. Yeah, I think that's the message that I've noticed, especially in the Black community, that within the past, really, two, three years has been this speaking this positivity yeah. into us now yeah. you know you know getting out of this What's range going on of, around us <laughs> yeah exactly you know it's just like it's it's like we're breaking out of this mold of being beaten or being locked into this cage and we're, and we're learning to yeah. to speak more the vibrantly come like the last like covid and all this other stuff you know the murder it just it got to a point to where like what you just said, like, I think we, I, even us as podcasters, you know what I'm saying? We struggle with stuff like that. Like, man, do I want to put out this episode? Do I want to do this live? You know what I'm saying? Do I want to do this? Who, I mean, I don't know what I'm doing. Who's going to listen to us? You know what I mean? So right. it's just like, everybody struggles with that. Cops struggle with that. I mean, teachers like, man, who want to learn from me? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I barely got my master's in this. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm out here supposed to be teaching kids. I don't know. But when we start believing ourselves, we hold more power than we realize. Just speaking it into the universe. So I believe everybody should just get up each day and be like, I'm going to get a million dollars. And just mm-hmm. keep saying it because sooner or later it's going to happen. Yeah, um, yeah. Just the power, just having that power of positivity. Even if you don't get a million dollars, you'll feel like you have it just because family you, makes you feel You'll rich. feel better about yourself. You feel fulfilled right. when you do something <clears> that's <throat> worthwhile. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's easy to be negative, but it's hard to stay positive. Yeah, and I think that's that's one thing. Like learning learning self speak is extremely important. Uh, but what we're doing, like what you guys are doing right now, literally, you're speaking into my life. And I told my brothers that literally just this morning too, as we were talking, like we just sort of we're just sort of sinking. And I was like, one thing that you guys did is like you brought something to life inside of me, right? Something that was dormant that I didn't know was there. Like I was telling somebody on a, on a podcast, like I guess a couple of years ago now, I was like, oh yeah, I'm just a cheerleader, you know, I'm just cheering my brothers on, I'm supporting my brothers, blah 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 which is good enough itself, right? Because you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're showing that support. But what I was saying is like, I had nothing to offer, right? I'm a Marine and that's it. I have nothing else to offer outside of that. And no, my brothers, me and they're like, exactly. They say, hey man, you need to, like, this is your brand. You need to figure out what your brand is. You need to do this, mm-hmm. you need to do that. And here's your book. Like, why, what are you waiting on? Like, I, you read it to us. So why are you waiting on this? Like, let's do it. And they like really pulled that out of me. And I think, I really think we have the power like to speak to people and speak things in people's lives. And really encourage them. You give them that confidence. So much so that it's funny because I have a gig talking next month uh, to some teachers, right? Uh, telling mm-hmm. teachers how to use resources to increase literacy. And I was like, Imagine coming that. from a guy, coming right, coming to a guy <laughs> that's like, I literally said, oh yeah, I didn't know anything. I, 
I'm not qualified, right? Now I'm, I'm talking to teachers, 30, 40 teachers, retired, or, or there's some are brand new, but a lot of them are like retired. They've been in the game for a long time. Yet they're bringing and they to learn from you. Exactly. You're right. And that, that just, right. That just that's tells a you, testament. Like, that's, that's, yeah. that's how it is, man. You speak to people, man. Speak to yourself. And really just build that confidence up in yourself. It's like, that's, you know what? I can do it, you know? That's yeah. what it is. I don't think we, it's not that we lack the confidence. We just sometimes don't believe we can do more than what we know. Like yeah. the, un, the unseen and the unknown is scary to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, if you're not ready to jump off that porch and hit them streets and do what you say you want to do because you're scared you might fail, and then you got to go back to that porch, it's a hard thing to just get out it's, there and feel that freedom of, like, I don't care what happens. Of accomplishment. It's happening. Yeah. It's that accomplishment. And it's not it's even the accomplishment. I don't think they feel the accomplishment more than they feel the, the, the fear of not knowing how it's going to work out. Like, people can see the end goal. They see the goalposts. They just don't see how they're going to get there. Right. The yeah, exactly. I've, exactly. I've, I've learned it. They, right. they, uh, there's some, there's a phrase that I was hearing, uh, with the past, the past couple of weeks, and the phrase was going like, I don't achieve the goals, I go for the results. Mm. And it made me look at it differently. And I'm like, you know what, that's right, because a lot of times when you set a goal, what else? Yeah, you know, yeah. you're not looking at what the goal achieves after that. You know, I want a million dollars. But what are you going to do once you get that a million dollars? What well, yeah. what happens after? Spend it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going go to go on the Walmart spending spree. No, <laughs> I know exactly what I'm doing. Right, yeah. you know, but it's those type of it's those it's those type of things that you know they don't look at the the end. I'm going to do this, and then what are you going? What is the result you want from that goal? You know, right. What happens after that? Who does that impact besides yourself? What is right? Who does that impact? You know, who does that help? Who are you trying to help? That's what is it. That's what it becomes. Right. And I, I was listening. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I was listening. Et the hip hop preacher. Uh, he's one of those motivational nah. speakers. Mm -hmm. And yeah. and one thing he said, like right in line, what you're saying is, he was like, yeah, he, he said he went to talk to an NFL team who was struggling, and he went in the locker room. He said, he's like, how many of y'all wanted to make it to the NFL since you were like you, yay big? And he said, like, a bunch of them raised their hand. He said, yep, that's the problem, because you made it, right? Like, you, you've hit, like, every, you hit every goal that you wanted to hit, and you, right. you're not working for anything else. And, and that, like, just like you said, that sort of spoke volumes. That resonates, like, because exactly. you got to think about it. Like, yeah, I want to be, like, people are like, yeah, I want to write a book. And then when they write a book, it's like, uh, okay. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, there's no excitement behind it. Like, yeah, we made it. You know, we doing it, but... I don't know what next because I didn't plan past writing this book. I just planned right. on writing this book. Right, right. right. <laughs> and the goal has to be about everybody else. And, and that's what you're mm -hmm. talking about, Chris. You got to, like, if, you, if your goal is to write a book, okay, you, I mean, you can write one. It's not, I mean, I'm not going to say it's even really that challenging to write a book. But mm -hmm. what I would say is that it, the challenge is writing something to impact other people, right? And mm -hmm. the, if, if you start doing that, you start writing and trying to speak to, to help someone else out. I think that just speaks volumes, and and that that goal in and of itself, because it's it's a lot of crazy things going on in the world, and it's a lot of people in the world. So you're yeah. constantly working to try to impact somebody else's life. So I I think that sort of gives you a purpose when you wake up in the morning. It's just like, hey, I'm up today, and I'm, I'm ready to execute. You know, I'm ready to go inspire somebody else. You know, so I, I love what I love what you guys are saying, man, because I, I think it just takes off. It takes the limit off of of what we're doing every day, and it gives us a purpose to continue to go. Every single day, whether it be to the gym, 
uh, continue going to the gym because yes. you want to make sure that you help somebody else out or whether you want to keep reading and, and keep writing or whatever it may be. So I, I love what you guys are saying, man. So now how many books have you written so far? So I've written three. I've, excuse me. I've published three. I've written four. So my okay. fourth one I just released. Uh, or excuse me. I will release in May. Uh, and the fourth one is actually called uh, Jeff the Jazzy Jackal Counts to Ten. Uh, and that's what, now that one has, it doesn't have any kind of deeper meaning. That literally is a concept book. Um, it's mm. talking about, you know, we're just introducing animals and introducing uh, counting. Uh, and then that's the same with the other book that I have called Horse the Horsefly. Uh, this mm. is another one. This is for the younger group. It's a concept book. Uh, and it's, this one's specifically talking about um, uh, sort of just, you know, reading sight words and, and those kind of things, recognizing animal sounds and just having fun. That's getting the child interested in reading uh, and getting the parent to sit down with the child and sort of just have some fun with them. Now, what the concept <laughs> right now, now, the concept you have behind uh, this other one, Billy Dipper's Time to Shine, was a dope concept. Yes, sir. Uh, tell us about this one. So Billy Dipper's Time to Shine. So here you have a, a star who's actually, he's like, in, when you look at the characters between him and Crow, they actually contrast each other, right? So mm -hmm. Billy Dipper is actually, he's pretty, he's actually the above average person, right? Above average star, you know, he's doing well for himself and he actually has this thing that's like exclusive to him and to people like him where he's going to go out and he's going to be featured in something I call Starla Day. Uh, unfortunately, he has a, a bully in this case uh, that sort of interrupts that, that flow of uh, his big feature day. Uh, he comes in and plays a trick on him. He slips. And then you find Billy, who is like up here. He's a shining star, start to regress and go into uh, more of a sadness. And he's starting to slip into a, a state of depression, right? Mm. Um, until he realized, again, at the end, that he does have what it takes inside of him to impact, positively impact those around him. Uh, and that was the thing he was forgetting, um, that he, he's, he's worthy of helping people out. Uh, he's never lost his worth, regardless of whether the bully told him to or not, or told him he did or not. Uh, he's always had, he's always been valuable. Uh, and he, at the end, he was able to show that uh, by helping the bully out, actually. Uh, so, yeah, that's Billy Dipper's Time to Shine. And, and the interesting thing is I actually have the frame of it is actually a father and son. Um, they're talking to each other. And in the end, you find out, you know, a little bit about the father and his story and how he was able to connect with the story of Billy Dipper. See, and that's something else that you don't get a lot of the, the father son dynamic mm -hmm. in life. You know, right. uh, they right. always they always make the fathers like he works, he comes home, he goes to sleep, mm -hmm. he provides, he provides, he provides. They don't show the influence. Yep. They don't show the positive influence. Uh, I should say they don't show the influence that they have on the child. You know, the the life lessons that mm -hmm. they get. You know, you would. It's it's always those underlying things. You know that they don't you know really why? get. That's positive. They don't want positive. It's too positive. Yeah. Yeah. Positive <laughs> don't always positive. sell, man. You gotta, yeah. really, you gotta. I got again. You gotta work hard to sell positive, and you do negative. You yeah. sell negative yeah. all day long. Right, and you see that a lot, and, and yeah. which is unfortunate. You know, so yeah, I mean, to, to like, know that, to know you that can make it's a positive it's something post like that. about your books, and people like, ah, oh, that's cool. But you be like, man, I said all my books on the fire. They be like, yeah, holy, <laughs> yeah. yeah, more. Like what? That's right. That's true. Wrong with you people? That's true. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, we're seeing we and we see these posts. We see them on social media. We see all these posts, and and some of these are true. Some of these are really true. Where they say uh, a lot of people are on social media to watch you fail. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. They are. Opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, opposed to, uh, you know, congratulate. They always show like the one meme where the, the one person said, oh, I started a job or I started my own business. And, you know, here's, here's where you can support it. And you get like 10 likes. But then mm-hmm. they say, hey, I got a job. And they like 100 likes. Like, that's great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's great. You got a job. But what? You know, right. And I, I had this conversation with somebody, um, cause it was like, cause they asked me, it was like, Hey, how do you feel? You know, you, you talk to, you do this and that. And what, how, well, how do you feel if, when people don't support it? I'm like, they're not going to, people are not going to support you mm-hmm. while you're doing the work. Once you sell a million books, watch everybody come out the woodwork. Right. You know I mean, watch everybody be like, Oh man, I remember when he wrote this book, I was, Somewhere when he wrote it, uh, yeah. you know, Billy, yeah. Billy, yeah. and then they and then they gonna get the names wrong, but it make yeah. it seem like it was right. Billy Dipper's big time to sh- <laughs> listen. You know, why does the uh, black crow sing in the shadows? <laughs> <laughs> Horatio's uh, the the fly thing. You know, man, I was there when he wrote those books. Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince. You know, I was I was yeah, there. Like, I was there. You remember I changed your diapers? Yeah, that too. That oh, that one. kills me. Boy, one. you remember I gave you that dollar and you went to the store and you was happy? Yeah, nigga, I was five. <laughs> what they got to do with me starting selling books now? Like, we, yes. you, where's that at now? Like, where's that same energy? So, I mean, I can't get, you can't get mad at those people. I mean, you just got to, what you got to realize is the people who are supporting you and the people who was there day one, those are the people who you owe the most to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are the people who you owe the most respect to. The, the ones that sold those seeds you, and and put that in there for you. Not even just that. The people who were down with you, who you know, what I'm saying, not not even because we had this conversation with David. You know, what I mean, who supported you, yeah. who was there, who you know, kept you up. You know, what I'm saying, when you were down, who who was your cup of coffee. You know, um, in a little in a physical sense, like when you didn't have the energy, they put energy to you. You know, what I mean, they was there when you was writing books or you know, getting paper cuts to help you put together the book. You know, what I mean, those are the people yeah. that you got to look out for. In the end, you can't worry about who's not there on that journey. I used to tell people life is like a bus ride. I don't worry about who gets off the bus. I just worry about who stays on the bus through the whole journey. Those are the people that I'll make sure when that right. time come, they get theirs. Um, yeah, I mean, they get their respect. They get their flowers and everything that they deserve for being there. Because not everybody is going to support you because... And that's that's just the nature of the beast. I mean, right. there's nothing you can do. You can tell the people like, with the podcast. You can tell people where to listen to it. You can tell the people where uh, where to watches and everything else. But you can't worry about the ones you know the ones that are like. Well, where's it at again? I'm like, here's the card. Mm-hmm. Here's the site. Yeah. Here's all the information. Yep. Not even that. I don't even worry about telling people like you. By this time, you know where to find us. If you don't, we're, we're watch two. That, we're almost two years. It's in, like so, what you know? said. Yeah. Like I don't worry about whether how many people are watching. If one person watching or a million people, I tell people you still get the same. And it helps somebody. You still gonna get the same. Still the same energy. Still gonna get the same me. You know. So, but I've realized why people don't. There's probably people who hate old for writing books. Like, oh man, I could, I could have wrote that book. And that's the thing they say. I could have wrote a book. You know what I'm saying? And you'd be like, but but then you'd be like, okay, do it. (laughs) No, no, don't even don't see. I don't even say the key thing. Do it. If you think you can do it, you hate on me because I did it. And you can do it, then do it. I'm not yep. stopping you. Ain't nobody stopping you. You hating on me for what I did that you could do. You ain't nobody stopping you but you. Right. Again, right. the people are scared to jump off that porch and take that risk. So it's easier to hate on somebody else who's doing it than not do it. Yeah. Right. And that's right. the thing. I, 
I learned from a there's a guy I never forget it. He's a Marine, but he was sitting in the gym and he was curling a 120 pound dumbbell. Right, he was just I mean he's curling it, and I'm in there like at the time like struggling with a 60, and this guy's in there curling 120, and I walked up to him and I was like, "Hey man, I want to be like you one day." And, and I just I just said like jokingly, he was like, "You know what? You want to be? I, I, I want to tell you how I got this way. I have never cared what people thought about me in the gym." And I sat back and I was like, "Yeah, that's." That's pretty profound, you know. This, I mean, this guy probably didn't think it at the time because he probably was just trying to trying to get me to leave him alone. <laughs> but yeah. uh, he, I mean, it was so profound to me because I was like, "Here's this guy curling 120 pounds in the gym," and he's saying, "Yeah, I don't care what people think about me in the gym." Obviously, it's impressive now, but that means over time, no matter what people were saying to him, he just remained consistent, he just he remained kept persistent, mm-hmm. and he kept going right. And to the point about the negative, I, I 100 agree, DC, because we got to. Like really, what I think of is like you just gotta. I, I give all the energy to those who support, right? I see, my family is always yep. supporting, right? I yep. sent them the link. Mm-hmm. I told them, hey, you guys need to start paying attention to social media and stop being old people. Uh, but I did send them the link. Like, <laughs> Thirty minutes prior to the show, I said, hey guys, just to let you know, hey, this is happening. Uh, you probably should have seen it on my Instagram by now, but or, or Facebook or, or LinkedIn or my website anywhere. Uh, but, but you didn't see it in any of those places. Now I'm sending this link to you 30 minutes prior, and then they're already showing up, and it's you know, and they're they make sure they're tuned in. And it's those kind of people that you got to give them, they're like show the love to them, man. Give them support. Definitely. Uh, when people right, are like right. like right. constant people from back home, they they're buying books. You know, the second it comes out, they already buy it. It's something simple, like you know, hey, I have a coupon for free shipping over thirty dollars. You know, hey, you forgot to apply the coupon. Here's your refund. It's little stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think is just showing love to them. Show yeah. up to the customers that the appreciation, you know, they, yeah, and they come back. They're always gonna come back. Oh, One yeah. person told me like, "Hey, every book you write, just it's I got a pre order in. Just don't even like, like it's a pre order for it, you know." So it's like, right. you even right, got to tell right. me about it. I already right. got it on. It's like it's pre order. Yeah, wish list. So, yeah, so. so. I love but it. But that's what's that's what's that's what's dope. And and I love I love the message that you sent. Yep, yeah, there you go. I'm earning some points here. You know, some brownie points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. You and I were never apart. <laughs> you and I were never apart. Well, unlike you, Seth, somebody's getting lucky tonight. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy Yusuf, um, <laughs> he probably oh, like, buddy, come on, man, I was almost there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, we get ready to shut down, but uh, Lalo, tell everybody where they can find you. Absolutely. Everywhere. So if you go to www.parent-child-connect.com, you can find me on there. If you go to my social media, you see my link tree, uh, uh, link, link tree, link. The link to my link tree, whatever. Anyway, uh, I don't know. This is where we don't know. Click on that link on social media. Like you can find me there. Hit me up. Go to contacts. Slide in my DMs. Yoda. Well, you know. Let me rephrase. Because my wife is watching. Yeah, 2022. You gotta send me a professional. Hi, I heard you sell books. Hey, you gotta explain why some bucksy bucks is in your inbox. I'm about buying books. Trust me. Once again, I, like, I hear you still. She all breathy, sounding like uh, Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Here's your books at. 
Get out of here. But yeah, sorry. Anyway, yeah. So parent-child-connect.com. That's the best way. Or social media, hit me up. Captain O-N-O-0-6. Or there's my first and last name. Look me up on Facebook or LinkedIn. Connect anyway. I love to talk with you. Yes. It, dope work he's got. Dope everything. DC. Ah. <laughs> Every show. <laughs> <laughs> my bad oh oh i forgot to tell y'all so we're number 23 i just found out there's a hundred plus podcasters that do indie music interviews and this show right here which only been out for two years is number 23 yeah so that's a shout out to the people who uh the five people who actually listen and like the hell out of us <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate them. I got to put them on payroll because them five people always listen. No, but man, it's... it's <laughs> I joke because I don't uh, handle things well. No, nah, I'm just playing. Uh, no, nah, man, it's, it's, it is um, a testament to the hard work we put in. Uh, when I got into this podcasting game, I was way beyond green. I didn't know nothing. Um, I still know nothing, but I know enough that people kind of like to listen and people want to be a part of what we're doing. Um, it's, just, it's a testament to the people. Like I said, uh, my wife, uh, Chris and Courtney, you know I mean, the people who support us, the people who come on to our show, man, we have dope people like, oh, well, like it's just, it's, it's still humbling to me and it's still amazing because I'm not used to this. Uh, when I jumped off that porch and got in the podcast and I was scared as hell and didn't have no direction. Um, the first year was rock, but the first six months, the first whole season, the first two seasons was rocky. Um, (laughs) we couldn't find a guest. We couldn't buy a guest to save our lives the first season. The second season, I was still, I was still young in this game, not young in age. I didn't know any better. I didn't know the proper etiquette to podcasting. Um, I was brash and cocky, um, sometimes over the top. Um, but I've learned. And I've evolved in this game and to be in this game for two years. It ain't been it's in July twentieth, it will be two years, a full two years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been podcasting. Um that this show has been around with the shit. Um our fifth season is still going strong. And just to uh, something tell me to look and I just happened to look and I was like, damn, wait, you gotta be kidding me. Like out of a hundred plus podcasts that do and what we don't even know that we're doing because I don't even know we had a category, Chris. Remember, you had that conversation? We didn't, so I yeah. Like, I we, even know we could figure out what to put this I was like, is it comedy? Like, is it commentary? We're not comedy. Oh. Uh, we're not social commentary. <laughs> we're not society and culture. I don't know what this show is, but apparently we're number 23 right. in, in, yeah. in music <laughs> interviews. So, hell, you know, that's uh, something that they can never take away from me. Um, it's still mind blowing. And I probably won't sleep tonight just because. <laughs> um, now I gotta be number one. You yeah. fucked up. And you gave me twenty three. Now I'm coming for number one. Yeah, you, yeah, you gave a real nigga hope. That's the last. <laughs> you shouldn't have gave me hope. Huh? Now I'm on my Kanye, the good Kanye, not the crazy Kanye. That's how he's talking his mouth. It's not. Let me clarify my Kanye statement before people like. Oh, crazy shit. Uh-oh, oh, he's stalking yeah, now. He's stalking now. My wife was right. like, "No, nigga, no, no." Um, I feel, I feel humble, but I also feel cocky because it's like I came in this game with no kind of direction, no, uh, no guidance, no mentorship. It was just like jump off and and try to do it. 
and to learn as much as I've learned and to not be in a position where people coming to me for mentorship or podcasting, um, uh, production and all that, it makes me feel good. But now, good pods gave a nigga hope because I'm 23 and I'm coming for one. Whoever number one is, watch your back is what the shit is on your back. Humbly. <laughs> Um, that's gonna be on tomorrow's get it off your chest. That's gonna be on tomorrow's parting <laughs> shots is gonna be in all of that tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now I don't know who number one is, but when I find you, I'm on your ass, I'm on your neck. You better oh keep, you better God. not slip up, don't slip up. No. Hey, congratulations, hey, congratulations for real though. Nah, no, thank you that's though. Major. That's major. Man, like I, I still the fact that we have I, a niche now for that. Yeah, you know, that's the, the that fact. Is. No, fuck the niche. The fact that there's a lot, there's a lot of podcasts out here doing something, and the fact that we're 23 to me means something. Um, now that I'm sounding like Kanye, um, it means something to me because. <laughs> Um, I was a little boy from Chicago, so I ain't had nothing, man. So, you know, when I got to be 23, I felt like Jordan. Um, huh? no. <laughs> no, but it does. It does mean something, man, because like to be 23, like I said, out of 100 and not know that we're even first to not even know I was, we was ranked is right, one right, thing. But right. then to find out we're 23 is a whole different story. So, um. It just it's a, it just it gives me energy. Um, it gives mm-hmm. me life because it's like, man, I'll be tired. I'll be like, I don't even want to do this episode. And now that I know that we're ranked, I can't give up. Like, right. people that's, who that's don't know more. That's, that's more than just second win. That's just oh, that's like feel, that's full to the fire to keep me going for the year. Right. Finish season five strong. Take a break. Come back for six. Like we gotta take a break. We ain't coming back. We ain't going back to back five to four to five, five to six. <laughs> need, a, need a couple weeks. <laughs> Take a long vacation. Some recovery time, yeah. yeah. All right. Like, that was a rough one. But uh, oh, but so, yeah, you guys can find me on. Uh, I didn't even give out no socials. Damn. Uh, yeah. So it's what the shit underscore podcast. Um, if you go to Facebook, it's what the stuff. Because for some reason, Mark Zuckerberg wanted us to be the shit. Um, that's that's actually a good tagline. That's my new tagline for that because he just there's LinkedIn. I, I say it all the time. I've been saying it for the longest. Um, there's LinkedIn. You can get with us tomorrow night. We're actually having um, Lewis. I don't want to butcher his last name. Uh, so uh, he's actually he has lupus and he's an advocate for lupus and homelessness. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> damn, talking like Kanye took my voice. Um, we also have. Another best-selling author who's coming on. She does mental health and teen advocacy. So tomorrow's going to be a little deep. Um, we're hitting some hard-hitting subjects as well. We're not just um, laughs and jokes. We also try to touch subjects that need to be touched. You know, some other people mm-hmm. might not want to do it, but um, we're big on trying to give back to the community and try to, especially mental awareness, because your mental health is sometimes all you have in this world that keeps you from teetering on one side of the edge of that line to the other from being sane right. or insane right. is that mental check that sometimes everybody needs sometimes you get mentally exhausted and you don't even know it um so tomorrow we'll be talking about mental health teen advocacy um homelessness and lupus and just talking about how we can help those people in need and uh some of the signs and just pretty much tackling the whole subject so yeah it's tomorrow night at eight 
We got a lot. We got a lot. Yeah. Uh, well, you can go and find Top that. me yeah. here. <laughs> 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 IG. Yeah. It, that's very rare. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm the one blurred. with the deep shit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you can find me over here, Blurred Side View, all one word on IG. You can also kind of, and when you go there, you can go to the link tree, which gives you all the links to wherever else you can find us. You can also find me on IG on Chris.Fury1 and TikTok, ChrisFury1, where I'm giving out Motivational Mondays. And I'm also currently doing cartoon themed songs that live rent free in your head. That series seems to be going very freaking well. People are loving that one. So that is currently going on right now. Uh, you going can on. also if yeah, also if you live if you live in the Cleveland area or surrounding area next week here at the B Side Lounge on Euclid Heights Boulevard, me and Candy B, Candy B will be hosting. We were doing a Batman trivia night along with some prizes it was, it's a five dollar to get in entry fee uh no phone so unlike batman there will be no prep time no gadgets no gimmicks so <laughs> so if you live in the area come on let's test your batman knowledge it's gonna be in batman whether it's an animated film or tv of any form and we're gonna we're gonna test the hell out of folks so um uh but i want to thank our guest olalo ogayame for coming on uh you can catch us everywhere that i just mentioned on the links above and if you tune in every tuesday and thursday where we talk to other blurs and nerds and reviews about shows movies tvs comics and more we talk to blurs and nerds about it just only as we can and remember to educate yourself and others entertain yourself and others and most of all encourage yourself and others and until the next mission we're out of here we take you now, ladies and gentlemen, to a Cuban immigrant, an individual who apparently feels as though the streets of America are paved with gold. Here is Razor Ramon. Ramon. Razor Ramon. I come from the gutter. I know that. I got no education. Who needs it? Look at me. Look at me. Look at the gold. Look at my clothes. I'm a success. I'm coming to the WWF. All I want is what I got coming to me. The world, chico. Everything Because it's time to go to school right now. You know what he's done here, Mike, today and Bobby the Brain? He is completely, with his offense, neutralized the high-fly maneuvers of Super Colon. He grounded the man. Oh, yeah. Outsider's edge looks like on the way. That's his big maneuver. Nowhere for Colon to go. Look at this. Scott Hall showing his In my lifetime, I've learned. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. 
Bad times don't last, but bad guys do.